are now listening to Keeping the Balance, KTB Podcast. Join us as we examine life as men, confronting tough issues, raw and unfiltered. Keeping it real while keeping the balance. This is the KTB Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the KTB Podcast. I am your host, Ernie. This is Red. What's up, guys? Yes, sir. And we are back. We are back. We're back. And what we want to cover, we're going to just jump right into it. All right. Um, We are here. It is April 2nd. Yep. It's been a few weeks since we recorded our last podcast. And one of the things that um, that was pretty interesting about what just recently happened is we go to an annual conference. This is a Bible conference. All right. So this uh, episode is going to be gearing more towards what went on in that conference. Not so much as what went on in, in detail, but what to do after. Yeah. What to do after you go to one of these Bible conferences. And I'm sure that the uh, world out there, the church world out there has their own conferences, right? Mm -hmm. I know a lot of them do. Yeah. Like a yearly thing. Right. Like a yearly conference where they invite pastors, where they invite, you know, special guests. I remember we did that when I was a Jehovah's Witness too. Really? Yeah. It was a big like stadium. Wow. That we gathered in. It was like an all day thing. And so I know that the uh, church world, when they do these things, right, that normally it comes via invitation. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's one of those exclusive things. Yeah. It comes via invitation. Uh, and in order for you to attend, you have to pay. Mm-hmm. Right. And so but one of the things, one of the, the interesting things about uh, our church, Christian church fellowship ministries, right, which encompasses the door, Victory Chapel, the Potter's House. Christian Fellowship Churches, mm-hmm. um, is that these conferences are open to the public. Like, literally anybody could walk, could see a parking lot full of people and see a church and just walk right in. Yep. Hey, what's going on in here? Yeah, yeah. And anybody, it's open to the public. It's not only for pastors. It's for the, it's it's not only for those that are called to preach the gospel. It's not only for mm-hmm. the uh, pillars of the church. It's for everybody. Right. The brand new believer those that just barely started going to church three months ago, a week ago. Come on in. If you've been in church for 16 years, <laughs> you better go. You right. know, it's just one of those those things mm-hmm. that is a uh, conference. And we have a lot of a lot of uh, area leaders, uh, leadership preaching, leaders from our fellowship, uh, preaching the gospel. Mm-hmm. I think. Good how, preaching, too. How many messages is it, man? You got... You, you got one on, it kicks off on a Monday night. Right. And then you have four messages every single day. Leading up to Friday. Leading up to Friday. Mm-hmm. So you got you got three in the morning, one in the evening. Three in the morning, one in the evening. And it's 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 intense. Yeah. It's, it's intense, but the next thing you know, it's already Friday, and it's like, man. Where did the time go? <laughs> Like we we gotta we gotta leave now, you know. And I need some more of this, right? Because it's like you feel challenged, man. You feel yeah. stirred. You you mm-hmm. see you see inspired. You you hear the preaching and from different men, and it's 
and everyone is, you could see clearly God is moving almost in every single sermon mm-hmm. that I heard. God spoke to me. Oh yeah. God spoke to me. You've, you've got to be spiritually dead. <laughs> in you order, get nothing if, from those sermons. In bro. order not to feel anything, bro. Yeah. You know? And so one of the things that I, that I want to talk about, because in, in speaking on how we, you know, we, we get stirred, how we feel like God speaks to us. Uh, you, you, you may feel inspired and on fire, you know, mm-hmm. what I really want to talk about is what happens after that fire? Mm. What happens when you come back home? When everyone goes to their respective cities, you attended these conferences and these, these conferences are, are live streamed. Mm-hmm. So you could even go back and access it. Yeah. If if you go on YouTube and you go, yeah, you can watch every single sermon. You 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 go to uh, Jack Jacksonville. Yeah. The, the uh, Jacksonville, door. North Carolina Jacksonville Potter's House. Right. Oh wait, and, no, no, the door. You're right. The door Jacksonville. The door Jacksonville, and and you look back on on March fifteenth uh, mm-hmm. through the nineteenth, you'll end up seeing every single one of these these sermons. And folks that couldn't attend were able to. You know, yeah. watch. That's how I tuned in. Watch live, yeah, because because you and your family yeah, weren't able to one. go. You and your family weren't able to go, and you were able to watch, yes. right? And and even when you're watching it, like you're like, wow, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm at work just plugged in, like, oh my gosh, it's 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 crazy, man. But it's it's such a different dynamic to just go there to be in that environment. I think the first conference that we went to was in Prescott, Arizona, and bro, me and the wife were blown. Away so by that environment, yeah, but yeah, it's it's definitely uh it's definitely something that uh helps bring that um that recalibration, that refocusing. It's like going to the doctor and getting your eyes checked again to see if you need to upgrade your prescription. Oh man, that's good. So yeah, look at it, and it's so you can see clearly again. That's right. Because I think throughout the years, our vision can get a little blurry, and I think that's what we're going to tackle today, right? How do you keep your vision clear? Until the next conference. So, yes. So, one of the things that really, really spoke to me at last year's conference, which really sparked a fire, lit lit a fire under me, because me and me and my family, you know, we've we've for a long time now felt the pull to go preach the gospel, right, right, and to specifically to be missionaries in a different country. Mm. Like that's that's a burden that I that I carry in my heart. That's a big burden. And where one day I, you know, I I I picture myself being being in front of a bunch of people who we don't look different we we look different and we don't speak the same language. Mm-hmm. You know, and um that's that's a dream that I've had. That's a dream that my wife's had. And it's it's something that I that I believe that God will 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 bring the pass as years come. You know, who knows if, if Jesus tarries, right? We'll mm-hmm. get that opportunity to go and and be missionary somewhere one day. And so, but having that that burden that's nice and dandy. But what are you going to do with that burden, mm-hmm. right? And so at last year's March conference, Pastor Spansky at the end said, "What you do." The week after you go, you go back home from conference will determine where you'll be at this time next year. Mm. 
And he said that, and that rang loud, like, for me. Where it's like, bro, what what have you done whenever you have left conference, whenever you have attended, personally attended one of these meetings, these these Bible conferences, and you feel stirred up, you you hear that there's a need. You hear that there's cities Mm. with populations of 2,000, upwards of two, you know, of of 200,000 and even more. And some of these cities don't have not one church. Some 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 of these cities don't have one representation of yeah sure they may have churches out there Catholic Church right. Jehovah's Witness Church you know they got the what is it uh, the Mormons the the Mormon Church the Methodist Church and stuff but 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 as far as our fellowship you know and our church and how we do things and how we evangelize and stuff like that. A lot of these cities don't have any of our representation there. Yeah. Right? And, and and so I picture that as man, these these are cities that that there's 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 folks that are walking around broken mm. that don't don't see a church, a young church who's outreaching for a concert scene. Yeah. That may be able to pique their interest and draw them out. Or that's not Seeing seeing men out out there street preaching hope, not condemnation, mm-hmm. where it's like you're gonna go to hell. No, no, no. It's hey, there's hope in Jesus, man. Right. Real life testimonies of people transformed, and you're not doing what you used to be doing. Genuine change. Genuine change. Like these these are cities that aren't seeing people openly proclaiming these things. Yeah. That makes a difference, bro. Oh yeah. That that would pique my if I was in the world and I was living. Then somebody would be just just them sharing their testimony. Somebody would be confronting me with 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 the sin that I'm doing. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so I see that, and I'm like, man, my my heart hurts because I feel for people mm-hmm. where there's this hope that's Jesus Christ. You know that could def definitely bring a, a change in their life. So getting off on the tangent there. Sorry, no, no, it was good. It was good. Bringing it back and to being confronted with this question of what are you what are you going to do the what you do the week the month the 3 months after you get done with one of these conferences mm-hmm. where God has stirred your heart will determine where you're at where you end up mm-hmm. a year from that time mm. so when i say last year i took it to heart that's when me and my wife buckled down and we're like we're going to sell this house. We're going to sell this house so that we could make our, so that we could get rid of debt so that we could make ourselves available so that we could live a, a different life and we could make ourselves available so that when, whenever there is a need that we could be like, Hey, this isn't holding us back. Yeah. So we took that fire and we refused to let it die get, out. Yeah. To let it get extinguished. And we ran with it. Mm hmm. But how many of us here? Here we are. We just got done with this conference. We get back, and it's like we're we're walking into drama. We're walking into all hell's breaking loose. We're walking into a lot of different things. We're life. It's almost back to real life again. Exactly. You, you're this. You're separated for this entire week, and you're being filled, filled, filled. We're leaky vessels, right? You're being filled this whole week, and so you come out feeling victorious. But then what happens? You start leaking out again if you don't do something actively. 
So what did you do? Well, what I did was I I began to whenever there was something that that was put on my lap, some something that was put in my way that served as a distraction mm-hmm. from what I was feeling, I I began to take it a prayer, bro. Mm. I began to take it a prayer, guard my heart, put it to the side, and continue pushing forward. That's and, good. And that's what we've we've been doing. But I could only imagine how many other people, if you're listening to this podcast and you attend one of our fellowship churches, how many of you looking at where you're at now, it's it's been about a week, a week mm-hmm. and a half. Yeah. Since since we, we got back from conference. How much keep it real, how much drama or how much stuff have you been confronted with with life since you came back to your own respective city? That is, if you could be honest, that has knocked knocked out some of that fire that you had when you first went to conference. Mm. How how much of it? And and if you realize that some fire has has been almost smothered, what are you gonna do about it? What are you gonna do about it? So, Man. have have you ever heard of this uh, this uh, fire flower? No. So. <clears throat> In California, you know how they got the wild, the, the, what is it? The wildfires? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, that these things are raging. Right. These things can tear down a whole. When these wildfires go, they go. And they consume. And they consume everything. Crop, grass, and they leave everything scorched, right? Mm. Well, interesting enough is that there's this, this, fi- this flower that immediately sprouts after a fire passes and they call it the fire flower. Mm. And you could actually take the a seed, a, a seed from, from, from the bud of this type of flower, and you could put it in your oven. And you could put it on 400, 400 degrees heat, and it'll bloom right in front of your eyes. Yeah. The fire makes it bloom? Yes. the, the heat, heat. In, intense heat makes makes this, this particular seed wow. bloom. And it's beautiful, bro. It's beautiful. Wow. This, I gotta look, look this up. Yeah, I gotta look, look up a picture. Look it up real quick, man. It's 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 this beautiful reddish, orangish looking flower that immediately sprouts or sprouts shortly after a it's exposed to intense heat. Mm. Right? Do you end up finding it? I think so. Is that it? No. That's not it? No. So I've seen a couple of them. Wait. Well, and that has to be it. I think that that's it. That's beautiful. I think that that's it. Wow. Isn't it beautiful? Yeah. And and so, but here's the sad part about it, is that it, it, it blossoms, but it only lasts for a week, and then it dies. Ooh. Mm. So what's, what, what, what makes this, this seed sprout or crack out of its shell is intense heat. Some sometimes I mean that that's, that sounds a little familiar. Don't oh it? yeah, sometimes these sermons be fire, right? Fire from heaven, bro. And and it begins to crack at that hollow shell mm-hmm. that 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 we are, right? Mm. Begins to crack through our hearts that maybe going into conference was a little hardened because of some offenses. Maybe it was hardened because of um of of being battle hardened, right? You've mm-hmm. had a hard life or you you've had a hard year. 
Yeah. You've had some hard things happen to you, to, to your family, where you begin to put these walls up around your heart, where you're going to church, but you're not really living a Christian, active Christian life. Right. right? And, and so you're a little hardened. Mm. But then when you go to these conferences, it's almost like Jesus cracks through that joker. You know what I'm saying? Oof. These sermons that are preached by these men that are anointed, you know, these sermons, they God speaks through them and it speaks directly to your personal situation mm-hmm. and cracks through that 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 exterior. That hardened heart or the, those walls that you put up. God cracks right through them jokers. Mm. And then in that cracking, now you feel like this stirring in the inside, this brewing of, start to a, bloom. of a fire, bro. Yeah. And you feel like these emotions where it's like, man, I need to do something. Mm-hmm. Need to do something with myself. A challenge is given. Right. And we rise to that occasion. We're like, yeah, let's let's do this. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I'll take on that challenge. Here am I, Lord. Send me. Right. Right. You, you, you tap into that. And that fight that 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 heart begins to bloom, mm-hmm. and then you get back home after conference, and then a, some and then something a hard wind comes your way mm. from life, and there goes one pedal, and by 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 the end of a week or two weeks, you ain't got you ain't you ain't got no more fire, mm. you know those those fire pedals have already been blown away, watered down. That's good imagery. What I what I think about this 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 just serves as like a warning, you know. This is why I wanted to sit down and, and talk about this because this this is real. Mm-hmm. It's it's me keep me keeping it real because um I'm I'm speaking to myself when I when I say these things. I've been in that position, and 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 I'm still susceptible. And I think anybody's. Susceptible to come coming back after a a fire, listening to five like fourteen messages by the Holy Ghost, bro, mm-hmm. and then you come back home and reality hits, and you could go right back into the things that you were doing before. You know, as you were speaking and you were talking about stirring, I don't. I just got this image in my head. You know how naturally, like water and oil, mm-hmm. don't mix, don't mix, right, right. But if you take it and you start to shake it and you start to stir it up, right, they begin to mix and it's moving. And I, th- I think it's I don't, I don't think um, the Bible uses the word stir for no reason, because once you stir something after amount of time, it actually starts to slow down mm-hmm. and it stops again. But what stops it from stopping motion? So that means after you get stirred, you have to continuously keep moving after that, to keep that stirring, to keep that momentum going, right? And then when you stop, mm-hmm. that's when things begin to separate again. That's right. And and then you can clearly see, okay, you know, I need to, I need another stirring because I'm getting mixed up again. I become separated in some kind of way. Mm, that's good. That's good. That just came to me, bro. Right, beaten because it's it's if yeah, stirring is a a certain movement, right? Mm-hmm. So almost like a call to action, right? Right. So if you don't do anything with that stirring. Then eventually it'll 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 stagnate. It'll be still again, right? Yeah. So one of the things that it reminds me of, right? Uh, one of the stories in the Bible that comes to my mind when 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 you hear about this amazing fire and then 
a dying out of this is Elijah when he when he calls down fire from mm-hmm. heaven, mm-hmm. right? When 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 Elijah is is like faced with like there's 400 prophets of Baal <laughs> who are worshiping a Baal, and there's he's, I love this story. He's trying to deliver the people. He's trying to tell the people because the people have been led away, yeah. led astray. The, the people of God have been led astray to believe in other foreign gods. Mm-hmm. And then so Elijah comes as 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 the Lord's prophet and and he's like, No, 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 you guys need to need to choose. You know what? How about we do a demonstration? <laughs> How about we bring a fatted calf, let's go ahead and build an altar, and let's and then you guys, the the prophets of Baal, you guys go ahead and call down if if your God is real, then then, mm. then you could call down fire and you're your God will bring down fire and consume, consume that offering. And here they are, like 400 of them. Just picture 400 mm. men, right? Dress whichever that they are. Like I think about when I think about, you know, prophets of foreign gods, I think about the movie 300. Yeah. King Xerxes and his and mm. all of his Persian, his Persian army, his Persian army and how crazy they looked. Right. And how like, you know, real perverted type sort of thing. Right. So, so these, this is what I picture is a lot of these men cutting themselves, is what the Bible says, cutting themselves, screaming at the top of their lungs and, and Elijah sitting there and he's, he's even trolling them, bro. Mm-hmm. My man is like, Hey, yell a little louder, man. Maybe you, you <laughs> got to sleep in. <laughs> Maybe you got to wake him up. You oh, know, <laughs> like you ain't yelling loud enough, bro. <laughs> uh, like, come on. Right. And, and so he's, he's taunting him. He's trolling him. And then after some time, he goes, "All right, it's my turn." And he's like, "I'm, I'm, I'm God, I'm, I'm about to show these people you. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna give you the audience." And everybody's there watching. And Elijah sends a couple of servants to get a couple of pitchers, a, a whole bunch of barrels of water. Mm-hmm. And he says, "Dump it on there. Soak, soak the offering in water, right?" And they're they're soaking it. They're it's like it's overflowing now. The water. And and then he calls down the name of the Lord, mm. and the Lord sends down this this fire, boom, and just consumes everything, dries, licks all the water up, and everybody starts praising God. You know because obviously God showed up, mm-hmm. and Elijah's like, "That's the God that I serve." Right. And not only that, he takes it one step further. And he he completely obliterates these 400 prophets of Baal, Mm -hmm. kills them all, slaughters them. (laughs) And he's like, because you guys are fought. You guys led the children of Israel astray. I'm going to take you out with that fire. He goes and he destroys all of them. Right. Here in first Kings 18, 22. um, And this is out of the CSB. Then Elijah said to the people, am I the only remaining prophet of of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450 men. Let two bulls be given to us. They are to choose one bull for themselves, cut it in pieces and place it on, on the wood and not light the fire. I'll prepare the other bull, place it on the wood, but not light, but not light the fire. Then you call the name of your God and I'll call the name on, on the Lord. And the God who answers with fire, he is God. And all the people said, all right, yeah, that's good. Let's go ahead and do this. So you could imagine that that all of the people are gathered around this whole presentation and 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 watching everything go down, right? And then in First Kings 
uh, still same chapter 18, but verse 37, it says, it says, answer me, Lord, answer me so that this people will know that you, the Lord, are God and that you turn their hearts back. Then the Lord's fire fell, consumed the, the burnt offering, the wood, the stones and the dust licked up the water that was in the trench. My man showed up, bro. <laughs> My man showed up, bro. Yeah, I and, love it. And it's and it's one of those things that I that I that I picture where it's like you go to these conferences and you're like, God, I need you to speak to me. Mm-hmm. Like I need you to move, man. There's everybody with so many people, so many hundreds of people represented in one place. You could only imagine the amount of problems that people are carrying into oh, this yeah, conference. No doubt. How many chains? you know, of, of bondage they're they're carrying with them spiritually speaking, mm-hmm. walking into this conference, you know, we could all put on a nice face, a nice suit, mm-hmm. but we could be carrying some spiritual change oh, yeah. with us. Absolutely. And then we go into this conference and throughout that conference, God begins to, to come down and show up breaking these chains, mm. letting these things loose. And here you are like, man, I feel, I feel free. I feel liberated. I feel, I feel stirred. I feel like I could do something now. Yeah. Right. I feel encouraged. I don't feel like these chains are weighing me down anymore. Mm-hmm. And then we leave that place. And just like Elijah left, left that place, feel encouraged where God, all right, I did. You showed up and now the people saw you. But, but then first Kings 19, something, something horrible happens, bro. Mm. In First Kings nine nineteen, it's 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 almost like Elijah, you know, come coming back from conference, mm. and then life happens. You you get bad news, you get a message, or you get you get confronted with some drama at work, or some drama in your personal life, or some drama in church life. Yeah, you get you know add all the above. First Kings 19 verse two says, so Jezebel sent the messenger to Elijah saying, may the gods punish me and do so severely. If I don't make your life like the one, like the life of one of them by this time tomorrow, speaking about the prophets that he had up slain. Yeah. And verse three says, then Elijah became afraid and immediately ran for his life. When, when he came to Beersheba that belonged to Judah, he, he left his servant there. But he went on a day's journey into the wilderness, sat down under a broom tree and prayed that he might die. He said, I have had enough. Lord, take my life for I'm no better than my father. Mm. What happened, bro? (laughs) What happened, bro? Where did the victory go, right? Yo, you just finished slaying 450 false prophets. Not only that, but God moved at your... At your call. Bro, God showed up. You asked him to show up and he showed up. There's no doubting in your mind of God's power. Like, but, what, but what happened though? <laughs> he he says, I've had enough? All from, from a message from Jezebel? <laughs> Bro. Ugh. All because of some drama? Mm. Think about it. All because of some drama. He's ready to throw in his towel. You ready to call it quits? Kill me, Lord, now. Take me now. I've had enough of this life. I can't do it no more. I'm crying under this tree. I'm scared. Now, what's interesting is that he went into the wilderness. He left his servant. 
Mm-hmm. He le- he left the servant, and then he went on a day's journey, right, into the wilderness. Sometimes we we could do that, where we could come back from these conferences. We could be confronted with some bad news, like I said. Fill in the blank. Fill in whatever your bad news is. Mm-hmm. And we could almost, like, stop being accountable. Mm-hmm. We could stop com- conversating with other Christians who are equally on fire, who, who are equally stirred. Mm-hmm. We, 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 could de- we could isolate. Yeah. And in isolation... You kind of your mind goes and your heart goes into the wilderness, man. Mm-hmm. You're you're you you decide to walk off the paved road, so so to speak, right? Because you you're on a certain road now, mm-hmm. and be, because you've been knocked off, or because you've been knocked off balance, now you choose to go on the beaten path. Mm-hmm. And in that beaten path, it's 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 hard for anybody to go and find you, bro. Yeah. Right, mm. and so you, you're almost like you're doing it to yourself. You're allowing these things to kind of knock you off balance, to make you stray off, to make you stray off, and then where do you go from there? Now, sure, you could get back on the path, right? You could get back on, but it's a lot. It'll take a little bit longer. It'll take it. It'll be a lot harder for somebody to be able to reach you and help you, mm. right? We're almost like God has to get involved in order to redirect you. Yeah. But even by by that time, you, you come back. We don't read about, about Elijah bringing down fire and killing 450 prophets again mm-hmm. after, after this. No. Like, this isn't, this isn't the end of Elijah's story, though. No, not at all. Right? He had great, great victories after that. Mm-hmm. But he had, to, he had to get his heart right. Mm-hmm. He had to tap into God again, right? Right. And, and so, but as far as us, like, what, what does, so what, what do we do in these situations, bro? Oh, man, like, uh, I think it really is a matter of keeping your heart where it needs to be and keeping your, your focus where it needs to be. And I think a big part of that for me is, is not forgetting where you came from, right? Not forgetting what God has brought you out of helps you keep that perspective of like, okay, I, and, and, and understanding that we only have a certain amount of time left on this earth, right? To do something impactful and that every minute that passes by is time wasted if you don't use it correctly. And I think keeping that mindset and, and not forgetting staying in prayer um, <clears throat> I know, I know some things that people do, successful people do to stay focused is to put pictures up around, right? And so this is something that you, you see daily that reminds you of what you're working towards so that you never lose your vision because it's easy for us to do that, you know, out of sight, out of mind, right? You know, I don't, I don't see it on the regular, right? I'm not in conference every, you know, every day. I'm not hearing these particular sermons from these particular pastors. We all, we all have our favorites, right? But what, like, what do you do? You go back and you re-listen to that or something, or you read over your notes, or you look at a map of that country that you're going to, you put a picture or that you want to go to, 
you put a picture of that map up on your on your mirror, constant reminder. So you always have that, that in the back of your mind. I'm working towards something. And that, for me, is something that would help me to keep that focus. And, you know, not take, not take time for granted, man. No doubt. Not take time for granted. No doubt. Be, because, I mean, think about it. Think about how, how quickly the the year Bro. just kind of boom. We're in April. You know what I mean? It's it's like it's like it felt like we just celebrated New Year's, you know, Dude. and we're already in April. <laughs> going into May, going to, we're we're in spring technically, right? Bro, I just I feel like I just shaved my beard for Grinch. And <laughs> for now it's playing and else. now it's back, bro. bro. <laughs> it's fully you know, time flies, man. No, time time does but you know what? You're right. You were touched on something that is absolutely right where it's um you you do things to to like like a callback. Like like a callback, right? So like reference points, certain reference maybe certain points. messages that you remember that that really spoke to you. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, bro, guess guess what, sis? You could go on YouTube and you could rewatch these things, and you could go go back and be like, God, I need you. You know, like something just happened. What if something something horrible <clears throat> you you just got hit with? Yeah. What if you just got hit with some some stupid drama that completely knocked knocked you off course? Uh-huh. Where Completely dis- distracted you. Yeah. Hey, bro, sis, go back to YouTube or not. Or go, go, back or, go, to YouTube. <laughs> or go back to your notes. Or go back to whatever <laughs> notes that you took if you did take notes, you I'm know? I'm guilty of that sometimes, bro. I and, have so many notes I never reread. Bro, yeah, right? And and so you you go back to these things and, and you listen to them. Yeah. You listen to them, you know, like don't don't only sit there and watch, but just play it. Right. And and then listen to what's being said. Right. And and then let that let let God touch you again. Mm-hmm. Right. Remind yourself, find different ways to remind yourself or. Run with those who want to run. Mm-hmm. Get alongside with those who are running. Yeah. One 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 of the things that my pastors told me <clears throat> and I've heard him say to other men, not in the moment, but in conversations with other men. Where, where it's like, man, I went to pastor and I was just telling him like, hey, I want to do this. I want to I want to preach one day, you know, and and I don't know, like, like, what should I do with that? And I'm, I'm hanging out with these, you know, with with, with different people mm-hmm. and stuff. And I'm not really getting like that's I don't know, like uh, I, I don't hear anything about going out to preach one day or doing anything for God or setting yourself up. For like we it. don't talk about that in our circle. We don't talk. Exactly. We don't, I don't hear that being spoken about anything encouraging within the, the circle that I'm in. And, and, and I bring that to pastor and pastor's like, well, bro, why don't you run with those who want to run? Mm. Why don't, why don't you go ahead and, and maybe pick somebody's brain who's already done some things mm-hmm. and accomplished certain things or, is in a ministry that is um, that 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 pulls a lot from yeah. them. That yeah. pulls a lot out of them, mm-hmm. and and seeing because they're doing this ministry, it's not an easy one, and they're they're having to tap into something in order to move forward. Mm-hmm. They're tapping into God, yeah, because otherwise that ministry won't be anointed, right. Why don't, why don't you get with, with those who are running that race? birds of a feather flock together, man? That's right. Those that want to walk, let them walk. Mm-hmm. They, there's a reason why they're walking and they're walking together. Right. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Right. That doesn't mean that they ain't never going to run. It's just that they're not running right, right now. now. You ready to run right now. Get with those that want to run. No, I like that, man. I, I've always like kind of 
related that to actual running. It's it's completely different dynamic when you're trying to run by yourself versus when you're running with somebody else, like physically running. Yeah. I remember um, we used to do these runs to like, when I was in Pensacola, we would do runs to the lighthouse, like the Navy. We would do it in a group. But I remember one time that I was like, I'm going to go for a run and I'm going to do this on my own. And I didn't get the same results. Mm. I fell short because when you're running alone, you don't have that that external motivation to look to your left and look to your That's one of the few times where it's okay to look to your left and look to your right is if you're surrounding yourself with people who are like-minded and mm-hmm. have the same goals right. in mind, right? So when I tried to do it by myself, I'm just like, I, I fell short. I had nobody to compare myself to except for myself. And exactly. Not, but and when... I'm, but when I'm running in that group and uh, I see everybody else just keep running, I'm like, and it's like okay, I'm not going to give up. That's right. Dig I'm going to keep it going. I'm going to dig in. I'm dig a little deeper. No doubt. So, yeah, no, that that is that's very valid, man. Surround yourself with people who have the same goals in mind, the same aspirations, um, even like uh, successful people. Like if, if you're if you're if your goal is to become a millionaire, then you need to surround yourself with millionaires. You don't surround yourself with people who are continuously having money problems or don't know how to manage their money. You need to go and get a mentor, someone that's going to be able to help you, like you said, no doubt. and give you some wisdom right. and guidance. And then eventually you'll be where that person is because yeah. you surrounded yourself with that person. Isn't it interesting how whenever you decide to do something good, mm-hmm. it's almost like all hell begins to break loose oh, around man. you. Right? All the devil comes for you, bro. Bro, and it's, I'm not only talking about like, well, it's evident to me throughout the years of, you know, trying to, trying to live out this Christian life to the best of my ability, trying to be an example, mm-hmm. trying to, trying, trying to be a, an, an example, uh, father to my, to my son and daughter, you know, and it, it's been evident to me that the moment that I decide that I decide that I'm going to live for God all hell breaks starts breaking loose around me <laughs> all like a whole bunch of things start just popping up mm-hmm. and it's like no you you gotta you gotta be able to the the decision that i'm that i'm making to live this life and to do what i want to do isn't is it an emotional decision mm. because if if it's based off of emotion it ain't gonna last nope it's gonna fade it's gonna fade away be, because and that's that's kind of like I want to make a call back to the to feeling stirred. Right, feeling stirred, you feel something within your heart, mm-hmm. right? And you you feel a certain stirring. But if if that stirring is only based off of emotional, that's why there has to be some action that goes behind mm-hmm. it, right? Yeah. Be, because if it's just emotional, then like you said, it's just gonna fade, man. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's good that you just be. Uh... I think we talked about this before, not just not just to be motivated, because hands down, like you go to these conferences, you hear these sermons, you're motivated. No doubt. You, you get encouraging messages that lift you up. But something has to come after that motivation. Motivation just starts you up, like we said. But motivation is like the ignition that you need starting you up. It's that spark that gets you going. But ultimately, you need that gas to keep going. That's because right. You, you run out of gas, you ain't going nowhere, bro. That's right. And so that gas is, like you said, um, going back to um, that place, um, revisiting 
what you felt surrounding yourself with people. That's all gas. You're filling filling your car up so you can go to distance. That's right. And so one one of the the challenges that I've that I've faced and just just keeping it real what's what stopped me before or what stumped me in the past or extinguished my fire is the what ifs. Well, what if this happens? Well, what if that happens? You know, what if what if things don't what if I do all this and it's for nothing? Like the fear of the unknown. What if yeah, man, like it's not knowing what if I start, you know, what if just simply what if it's that battle between your ears bro you got to you got to you got to nip that in the bud bro mhm if if you focus on i think i heard a statistic that said most most of 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 the human race focuses so much on what if things happen mm. or they they spend 99% of their time worrying about something going wrong and there's only a 1% chance that 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 one thing will ever happen the way that they're thinking about it. Yeah. And it's like all that effort that you're putting into this one thing, this 1% chance that it'll actually happen. Yeah. How ridiculous is that, bro? (laughs) Like, come on, son. (laughs) Instead of, instead of focusing on all the positive things that can happen, you choose to hang your hat on the things that most likely will never happen. No doubt. Well, what if I go out and nobody opens up a door? Or what if I go out and, you know, the people reject me? Like, how do you how are you going to find out if you don't go? How, how will you ever get to that point? You know what I mean? That's right. So one of the things, and just kind of bringing this to a close, didn't want to, you know, um, pro- prolong this. and Or, you know, I'd like for people to just kind of think about, what, and, and hopefully this is encouraging to you. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, but in me and us making ourselves vulnerable in, in, in how we've felt in the past and how we've dealt with different things in the past and going to these conferences and being stirred and then doing something about it. Mm-hmm. Ho- hopefully it'll be encouraging to other people. One of the things that it's, that's been evident to me is I asked myself this question because this question has been asked of me. Why are you doing what you do? Mm hmm. Why are you doing this? And the answer is, if if it's not for God, then it's not worth it at all. Nope. If 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 you don't genuinely love people because God loves people, then your motives are in the wrong place, and the reasons will be just paper thin. Hmm. You know, and and so that's that might be a hard question. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that you need to ask yourself is why are you doing what you're doing? Mm-hmm. Are you doing for for all the recognition? Are you doing it for the hype? Are you mm-hmm. doing it because of the hype? Mm-hmm. Are, are you doing it because... You're the, doing it for the title? Those the around prestige. you. Right, right. Where it's, where it's like, oh, be, you know, imagine being announced one day. Or maybe if you're a pillar... And man, imagine the guy that I've been working with mm-hmm. gets announced one day, mm-hmm. you know, and he gives me the credit and more. I could sit back and be like, Hey, I had a part in, in, in raising this guy mm-hmm. to, to now be announced mm-hmm. and into whatever right. city, whatever city and into, I can't wait for people to call me pastor such and such. Right. And <laughs> it's like, bro, if that's the reason why you're doing it, you missed it. You're doing it for all the wrong reasons, man. 
And I'd say it's definitely 100% a chance, 100% of the time that's not going to work. You don't have any, you, you're filling your you're filling your car up with, uh, I don't know, water, bro. With sugar. Sugar, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's actually, yeah, it'll destroy you. Right. You're, you have no power, man. No, that's right. And I want to, I want to just throw a little, a little caveat in there too. Um, I'm a, a pastor. Gunkel preached a sermon, and it was about showing up. You remember that one, right? Yeah. And he said, "Just show up." Well, what does it mean to show up? It means when you, when you, when you come to an outreach or you come to a concert, you come to service. You have a duty to perform. You do that duty to the best of your ability. You show up. And so this is a call not to just go out and preach the gospel. This is a call is to do something for God, period, in whatever capacity that is, to show up. And by you continuously showing up, you're, you're, going, you're going to, gosh, you're going to have so much. You're not leaving anything on the table when you show up. When you when you when you go to work and you know that you gave it your all, you can sleep better at that, that night. You know what I mean? Right. You feel like you earned your paycheck. You've done your your um your reasonable service. Right. But just show up. And if you continuously keep showing up, that's that's the way to continuously keep stirring yourself. But once you stop showing up and you just you just arrive, you're just there, you're going through the motions. There's there's nothing there's nothing there, you're you're dead inside. You just, you know, you're barely praying. You're 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 not showing up to outreach. You're looking for excuses to get out of this and that and whatever. And overall, it's not going to get you anywhere. So show up. That's a good way to stay stirred. That's right. Show up, man. No, that's that's good. And I'm gonna just I'm just looking back on my notes from conference and one message that really um that 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 really one of the many messages that applies to what we're talking about as we're closing it out is a message by Pastor Rocky Colonna. Mm. My man Rocky, that dude is amazing man. How's it going? Real real genuine guy, man. And um the uh the title of his message was but you said you would. Mm-hmm. Right? And he talked about vows and covenants mm. and, and how when, when, when God speaks and we're in this setting where our hearts are tender, we could make a vow and we could make a promise where it's like, God, if you know what, I'm going to do this. If, if, if you're speaking to me, then I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. You're making a vow. Right. And the significance of a vow is a, it's a solemn promise, man. Right. Like look at wedding vows, what they mean is mm-hmm. it's, it's this is a promise. Right. And there is a link be, between vows and covenants. Mm. Right. And and how. We we may say God in, in the moment, we, we may say, God, I'll do this. God, I will do this whenever I get back home, I'm going to begin to practice these things I'm going to make. So in your mind and in your spirit and even out loud. In conversation, you're letting God, you're making a vow, man, mm-hmm. where it's like, God, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it for you, right? And be, because you've, you've called me to do these different things and I feel motivated, I'm going to do it. But we easily forget once we get back home mm. what you said you would do. 
and our relationship with God involves these covenants, man. And many, many times you're thinking that you're getting away with something by not making a vow or a covenant with God. You could be like, you know what? I'm not going to say that I'm going to do this because then what if I don't follow through? Mm. But in not making a vow or a covenant, right? Because God will bring that to your remembrance, mm-hmm. right? God will will kind of speak to you whenever you're kind of maybe on your own or just sitting in silence. God will bring to your remembrance, hey, remember what you said that you would yeah. do? But you said you would. But you said you would. And it'll it'll motivate you to get back into action. Mm. So maybe you're you're like, you know what? I'm not even going to say that I'm going to p- promise this or that I'm going to do this because. I don't want to be accountable to I don't want to be. Yeah, I don't want to be. But in reality, you're missing out, bro. Mm-hmm. By not making a promise. Right. Now, when you do make a promise, can you just imagine you come back home your 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 kid has has a um an itch to want to go out to the park and do something the night before they're bugging you and and it's like hey can you can 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 we go out to the park no 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 not tonight it's already late you know tomorrow okay tomorrow dad we'll go tomorrow all right cool tomorrow after i get off of work i'll take you to the park can you imagine your 5 year old come coming up to you as you come home from work you're laying down on the couch and you're tired. You're about to take that afternoon nap. And your kid comes up to you and says, can we go now? Can we go to the park? Oh, I'm tired. But you said. Mm. But you said. And then you turn around and you look at your kid and they're, and you know that they're right. Mm-hmm. Man, I did say that. All right. Let's come on. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. That's how I picture whenever you make a promise to God, whenever you say, God, I'll do this. In when your heart is tender and then you come back and life happens and that's almost like the Holy Spirit reminding you like, but you said, are you wow. not, are you not going to act on that? Wow. And it's like, you said, bro, mm-hmm. sis, if you're listening, you, you said, you said you were going to do some things. You said you were going to change some things. You said you were going to align yourself. You said you were going to, yeah. You said you was going to make yourself available. You said. Yeah. You remember that time when pastor calls out and said, if you're here to preach, raise your hand. You said. Mm-hmm. You said. You said you would. What mm. you going to do with that? That's good stuff, man. Right. That's, that's just one of the many, the many, um, you know, things that, messages in this conference that you could look back to mm-hmm. and you could go back and you could tap into that. You could reference, do what you got to do, mm-hmm. put some things into action, align your life, get your act straight and just push forward. If you said you was going to outreach more, evangelize more, do it, do it. Our churches have Saturday outreaches. I'm sure that in any other Christian fellowship ministry churches, there's an outreach either on a Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, whatever. Do it. Mm -hmm. Live out your Christianity, bro. Yeah. Because the moment that you begin to isolate yourself, that's the moment that you begin to go into the wilderness, man. Mm Mm-hmm. And those voices of you said mm-hmm. begin to fade away. Mm. You'll become numb to it. Man. So. That's good, man. 
that's all that's 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 all I got as far as what I wanted to touch on, man. Man, that, that was a lot though. I mean you say that's all you got, bro. That was uh that's that's good information, man. And I think um I think for sure that's gonna help a lot of people who are called to do something but just don't know how to hold on to that motivation, hold on to that fire, hold on to that stirring. And I think it's important to talk about. Um, there was some really good nuggets, man. Watch who you surround yourself with. Stay focused. Have some reference points. Make sure you're doing it for God. Do it for God. Have the right motivation. Show up. Do but you said you would. Just remember that. Be be sensitive to that to that voice. Don't don't get too busy with your everyday life to where you can't see the forest through the trees. Just stay focused. Stay focused. Keep that fire going. Fan the, fan the flame. Yeah. Because if you're not moving, you get stagnant. And then you find yourself repeating that same vicious cycle every year. You find yourself back at conference, and it's like, man. I took 10 steps forward, and but then 20 back. It's like. I'm, and then you're always, <laughs> you're always playing catch up. Yep. Yep. Why not? Why not just keep moving forward so you don't have to play catch up anymore? No doubt. No doubt, bro. Don't go into debt and then pay it off at tax return. Right. Stop doing that. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Don't do that. Stop doing that. <laughs> no doubt, man. No, all all good things, man. And Definitely so, a great conversation. Hey, I I just wanted to give a quick shout out, you know, uh, to those that listen, um, those th- those of you that are part part of our fellowship and do listen to this. Special shout out to you guys. You know, um, this. Thank you. Thank thank you for you know any any feedback that you give. Uh, we're 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 hoping that some that these episodes are encouraging that they bring a balance to certain things. Uh, we we talk about real life and we also talk about things in the spirit, you know. Mm-hmm. And so this is one of those that was dedicated towards towards those those things in the spirit, right? Mm-hmm. And where where God moves. And so hey, um, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for the feedback. Um, Raymond's going to put a quick plug for, for our so, uh, social media. But before he does, I just want to give a shout out to, um, I believe your name is Bobby. I'm not exactly sure. I think it is. But I was at the Jacksonville conference and I was finishing up using the bathroom. And, and on your way out, you said, hey, I really enjoy your podcast. And I never met you before, you know, and I was like, oh, man, yo, that's awesome. I appreciate that. What's your name? Wow. And I believe that you said that your name was Bobby, bro, Bobby. Thank you. Mm. Because that that's really encouraging. You know, it it was also like like humbling, you know, because I'm like, because I don't. And and when I finish drying my hands, I try to go out there to find you so I could talk, talk with you to see what church you're from, who your pastor is, what city you're at. So that I could, you know, just kind of just kind of link hearts with you, you know, but I couldn't find you. And there were so many people mm-hmm. that you just got lost in the crowd. And I, I, I wasn't able to find you after that moment. But thank you for that feedback, bro. That maybe, was maybe Bobby was a messenger from God, <laughs> bro. Come on, He's man. an angel. <laughs> Bobby, you're an angel. Bobby, that was dope, bro. And so really, really humbling moment, man, because that's dope. Because I don't like listening to myself. You know, I can only, I kind of cringe. I kind of cringe a little bit whenever somebody says, hey, I heard your podcast. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it good? (laughs) Did you like it? Yeah, no, for sure. 
No. But but again, thank you, thank you also uh, to all the listeners out there. We we appreciate it, man. We we don't do this for ourselves. We really just like I said, we started this podcast just by having genuine conversations, and that's one of the beautiful things about this podcast is we have the liberty to talk about you know whatever we want to talk about you know within the 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 confines of you know christian men but um if you guys want some more behind the scenes stuff please 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 follow us on social media we're on instagram and twitter at the ktb podcast so that's t-h-e-k-t-b-p-o-d-c-a-s-t on both instagram and twitter and if you want to send us an email excuse me please uh Send that email to ktbpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your feedback. We'd love to hear what you guys think about the podcast, maybe some input, things we can do better, you know, things that we're doing good, whatever. We just want to hear from you guys. But again, we thank you for listening, for tuning in, to being faithful. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys. And that's all we got today. Yes, sir. With that being said, KTB out. Later. And one more thing. Before you guys tune out, stay tuned for our next episode, which we're going to dive into. It's really one for the pastor kids. It's one for the PKs out there. The PKs, the pastor's kids, and kids raised in church. Really, really exciting uh, episode that we're going to record. It's going to be dropping soon. We're going to record it soon, so stay tuned. If you like what you just heard and you want to support the podcast, consider becoming a patron. Head on over to patreon.com backslash the KTB podcast and become a patron today. All of your support will go to improving the viewing and listening experience. Thank you for your support. It is much appreciated.